0: Today is Monday, August 5th, 2019, and this is Radio Wave. This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Medjugorje.
1: Here we are on our lady's birthday. A big, big event that is not known today, but will be in the future. I know we missed the August 2nd broadcast, and of course the July 25th broadcast. I was out of town. So we're covering both those messages today on a special day that will be like Christmas. And I'm going to tell you real strongly that it will be on a level of the joy of Christmas The August 5th will be the same. It's coming in the future. The church recognizes Our Lady's birthday is September 8th, but heaven has changed that, not against the church, but to clarify exactly the birthday of Our Lady. And if it's that important for heaven to do that, it's important that in the future, we will be recognizing that. And it's a beautiful day. Last night, we were in the field on Mary's Eve, during the and Mysteries. Those of you who have been here has experienced that. And it's very beautiful. A beautiful evening. Before we hear more about that, we'll hear the message of August 2nd, 2019.
2: Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's August 2, 2019 message, given on the day for non-believers through Mariana. Dear children, great is the love of my Son. If you were to come to know the greatness of His love, you would never cease to adore and thank Him. He is always alive with you in the Eucharist, because the Eucharist is His heart. The Eucharist is the heart of faith. He has never left you. Even when you tried to go away from him, he has not left you. That is why my motherly heart is happy when I watch how you, filled with love, return to him. When I see that you are coming to him by the way of reconciliation, love, and hope. My motherly heart knows that when you set out on the way of faith, you are shoots, buds, but along with prayer and fasting, you will be fruits, my flowers, apostles of my love. You will be carriers of light and will illuminate all those around you with love and wisdom. My children, as a mother I am imploring you, pray, think, and contemplate everything beautiful, painful, and joyful that happens to you. All of this makes you grow spiritually so that my son may grow in you. My children, surrender yourselves to him. Believe him. Trust in his love. Let him lead you. Let the Eucharist be the place where you will feed your souls and afterwards will spread love and truth, will bear witness to my Son. Thank you.
1: Profound words. I was really excited to see Our Lady, the way she spoke about the Eucharist in this. There's much to see into this. She says, even when you tried to go away from him, he has not left you. What was she referring to? The Eucharist is the heart of the faith. And it says, He has never left you. Then she adds those words, even when you tried to go away from Him. Protestants have gone away from Him in the Eucharist. Many of them practice communion, but they don't hold that it's the real body and blood of Jesus Christ. So our lady's addressing Protestants in this. And we have many Catholics themselves now going away from the Eucharist in respect of what it is. So Our Lady makes profound statements. That's why she says you must pray to comprehend the messages. You must see in them not more than what's there, but what the Holy Spirit shows you is there. And there's much more in these messages that you'll never be able to exhaust it. They will speak to us to the end of the world till Jesus comes back. That is a purpose. And so just as this beautiful statement, even when you tried to go away from him, he has not left you. So he is with the Protestants. He is those Catholics who's gone away from the Eucharist because it's life. And there's more things with that, that Darlie says. She says, let the Eucharist be the place where you will feed your souls. I've talked about daily communicants, and they don't change their lives. But they're proud that they go to Mass every single day. But Mass is not an attendance record. It's not 30 minutes on the daily Mass. You live the Mass. And people think I can go to adoration and not practice my state in life. Jesus told us in the Bible, when you go before the altar and you're not reconcile with your brother, leave the altar and reconcile. And also that the sinner stays in the back before the altar. Whereas the Pharisees go up proudly what they're doing. There's a lot of pride associated with daily communicants. A lot of pride for those who go to adoration. But that's not what God's asking for. And there's something beautiful in here. Another mystery. Let the Eucharist be the place where you will feed your souls. And there's a big, big word after this will feed your souls and afterwards, what does that mean? After you fed your soul. And afterwards will spread love and truth and will bear witness to my son. The food, the nourishment gives you the strength afterwards to spread love and truth and that you'll bear witness to my son. That's where the power is. After you eat, you digest it, your soul has it. It's not just sitting at adoration. It's not just receiving communion. Well, I'm good. I receive communion. That doesn't make you good. What makes you good is if you allow it to feed your souls, if you're in a proper disposition. And afterwards, the actions come from that. Do you grow before you eat your meal? Do you grow more healthy? No, it's after the meal a lot of people don't see this, they don't understand it, and they think, all I have to do is go adoration and communion and that's it, and I'm not changing my life, I don't spread love, I'm not a good witness. And I've told you before, I went with several men as daily communicant. And they came out, and I started growing at the Medjugorje. They were cussing, they were slandering, we went to dinner, and none of them grew. I separated myself from them. Because afterwards, if we're not changed, we're not spreading the love and the truth, nor bearing witness to it. So if you have an attendance record and you haven't changed your life, what good is it? You're just getting fat on it? It's just your consolation? Oh, I have to have my Jesus? It's more than that. It's to become Jesus and bear witness to my son. Not to Jesus, but to others, you become Jesus himself. We've got a world that's very sick. We just had two catastrophic shootings that's filled with tragedy, and we see hatred growing. We see things as diabolical, and they're scared to say this. Both the shootings, they said, we got to stop this. How are we going to stop this? And nobody, I only heard one person when I was doing research on this, that said there's only one thing that can console these people, and that is God. And I think that was the governor of Texas, not the mayors, not the governor of Ohio. Maybe he said something, I don't know. But that was the only time, all I heard over and over and over, especially from the Texas, was the congresswoman who just said, we got to do this. We got to come together. No, it's through God. This world's gone crazy. And nobody can see what we need to do. How do you feel when there's nothing left in you when you've lost your loved ones? What does these people feel right now? They've just lost their loved ones instantly. Is there no love anywhere? It makes you wonder. Is there enough love to stop these things? No, there's not. Not with each other. It has to come through God. He gives us what we need. And this is what everybody out there is waiting for. And we don't receive this from the leaders. It's a horrible thing not to be able to say goodbye. The regrets people will have. And we're so busy in what we're doing. And we don't reflect on, will I be alive tonight? Will I lose a loved one today? And for those who never got to say goodbye, the only hope they have to see the loved ones is in heaven where they'll meet again. Only God can know how it kills you that you wasn't able to say goodbye. And everything just ends like that. The grief for the rest of your life, what happens deep down inside the soul? And that's what I was saying. All we need is Jesus. All we need is God the Father, and we know that our loved ones are waiting for us. That's our hope. That's our dream. We need to pray for these people. We need to pray on his birthday for this tragedy, even though the celebration of her birth, that we still need to look deep down inside of us because people are hurting today. And only our hope of heaven is the place that we can look forward to a meeting again.
3: This whole world is going crazy i the only one here that can see Sometimes it feels just like There's nothing left here for me Sometimes I wonder if that would ever be enough. And all that I want, and all that I need it's out there somewhere waiting for me. And every hope, and every dream, is right there. Soon. God knows it killed me to have to say goodbye to you There's a feeling down deep in my bones and it tells me that this ain't the end Deep down inside I know Somewhere waiting for me. Every hole every dream is right there where I long to be. Heaven. It is erase that's where we all want to be heaven
1: beautiful, painful, and joyful that happens to you. And we can ascribe this to those who lost their loved ones, those who mourn really across the whole country and even the world for these tragedies. It has purpose. We're on this life for one reason, to be tested at the end of our life that we pass a test to make heaven. And Our Lady says, everything beautiful, painful, joyful, and that's life. It's filled of all beautiful things, very painful things, and joyful things. That happens to you. Our Lady has told us twice, nothing is by chance. You say, well, day before yesterday, these things, not by chance. Everything Our Lady said that is even painful, that happens to you. All of this makes you grow spiritually, so that my son may grow in you. What can you do about it? What are you supposed to do about it? Our lady gives us instructions. She tells us exactly when we have pain, we have something beautiful, we have something joyful, whatever happens to you. She says this, surrender yourselves to him, referring to our son. Believe him, trust in his love, let him lead you. These are beautiful words, consoling words. It may not be what the loved ones who lost their loved ones want to hear, but everything can come to beauty. Everything has purpose. The apostles that Jesus chose were not sissies. Jesus was not a pacifist. You know why? If anybody argues that he is, the Bible says he wasn't. He beat people, capital P, people out of the temple with a whip and yet he was love. Our they he's calling us to be apostles. We're not a bunch of sissy, soft Christians. We're to be tough. We're to be hard. And the point, man, God, Jesus refers to Peter as my boy. Come here, boy. Why? Because sometimes he behaved that way. He was one of the guys that put a fist into a tree when he got mad. He was crass. He wasn't refined. And actually, he never became refined and, and what we would think so, of what we expect an apostle. Our lady's looking for tough people, strong people. People can take pain. They can take beauty without getting egotistical about it. They can take the joys of life, even when they're sad. We're looking for this. That's my boys, Jesus might say. What are they like today? We're in a modern, different time. But our lady says, I want you to be apostles of my love. Love is not an easy thing to do. Because when you're persecuted, when you're experiencing pain, you are to be loved always. But not a sissy. You might want to say manly. We become a feminized society. And when I say that, I'm not saying women have become more feminine. It's the men. This is completely wrong. But we don't see these things because we don't contemplate that. And we don't think. Our Lady wants us to see these things. So what was Peter like? What was his name? What did Jesus call him? He says, you're a rock. This guy was tough. And out of all the 12 apostles, Jesus chose him because he was a tough man. He would be strong. And that's what I was looking for you. 2nd 2019 our lady said do not be afraid with your example what is an example in other words you're witnessing you're giving example to other people do not be afraid with your example to defend the truth we don't have to sit there and say to be honest because to say that means you're not honest all the time you are to speak truth yes we're all sinners we have to repent we have to go confession Pope John Paul went every day, and he was a saint, for the fact that he was repentant. But his example of that, going to confession, is a recognition of truth. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. Do not be afraid, with your example, to defend the truth, the Word of God, which is eternal and never changes. We're not to change with the times. We're not to go along with the culture. We're not to tolerate sin. We're not to sit there and listen and say, okay, you be your opinion and my opinion. No, truth is truth. And we're not to be sissies about it. And sometimes Jesus was caustic about it, and it cut. And that's why he got killed. And that's why it says, everything beautiful, painful, and joyful, that happens to you. All these things to stand up will cost you. You'll be persecuted. It'll be difficult. But we're not excused from that. Do not be afraid with your example. Are you giving an example to that? To stand up for the truth and to defend the truth? Because it never changes. Our Lady's looking for people, strong people, Not everybody can be an apostle because they want to compromise. They want just the joy. They want just the beautiful side. They don't want the other things that makes them grow. They don't want the pain. How many times have you seen the t-shirt, no pain, no gain? We gain salvation from Jesus' pain on the cross. And you think you're going to escape it? Jesus says, you're going to be persecuted because I was persecuted. You think you're going to be better than me? And the more you're persecuted... The more impact you're having, the more truth you're living. And the real truth is we're unworthy of salvation. Jesus made us worthy to go to heaven and to be able to gain that. Before that, nobody could even approach God. He was way out there. Moses had to take his shoes off. He can't even look at God. When he was up there just in front of him, he came down the mountain with hair and beard. Because God wasn't the Father at that time. When he had Jesus and became a father of the Son of God, then we came into the family, and we can be close to God now. He was untouchable before then. You couldn't even look on him. Now we can look at him in the Eucharist. All these things have opened us that God, the Father, loves to hear us say, Father. Just go to sleep at night and just say, Father, bless me through my sleep tonight. Keep my thoughts on you. Our lady says something in this message that she has not said before. She has said thinking and think in different contexts in the past, but never like she said on August 2nd. She says, my children, as a mother, I am imploring you. She could have just said, I am speaking to you. No, she said something very powerful. I am imploring you, pray, think, and contemplate. I have said this for years. That we need to think for ourselves, Not what Fox News, CNN, and all these other sources telling you. You need to think for yourself. Or you might want to say, reason things out. Because that's the truth that she wants us to understand. The message ended, it will spread love and truth. If you don't think, if you don't contemplate, you won't know truth. But if you think... And not let somebody else think for you, or a cell phone think for you, or a computer, or teachers, or professors, and all these things. If you stop, listen to them, and you personally think through prayer, you will see truth. You will see and understand everything. So these three things she says, pray, think, and contemplate. That's how I broke open the messages. That's how I started picking random messages when everybody rejected it. And they rejected the messages. I lived through this. I saw it. They ridiculed me. I paid too much attention to the messages. And when I started picking them random, I was condemned for that. You can't do that. Well, St. Francis started to hold ministry by one Bible verse that he picked at random. I popularized that to the whole world. By the grace of Our Lady showing me this. And I stayed at it, and I didn't back down. I was a rock with this. That's what she's calling you to be. You have to be the same and your life will become very beautiful. But you're going to get a lot of pain with it, too, because you're going to get the persecution, and many things will happen to you. So this relates to Our Lady's monthly message on July 25th that we haven't done a broadcast about that we'll hear now.
2: Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's July 25th, 2019, monthly message for the world. Dear children, my call for you is prayer. May prayer be a joy for you, and a wreath that binds you to God. Little children, trials will come, and you will not be strong, and sin will reign. But if you are mine, you will win, because your refuge will be the heart of my son Jesus. Therefore, little children, return to prayer until prayer becomes life for you in the day and the night. Thank you for having responded to my call.
1: A wreath is circular. If you get in a circle and you keep going down a line, you never come out of it. You never are to come out of prayer, it's continuous. There's no exit off of the circle. So this wreath binds us to God. Our Lady says something very beautiful. Little children return to prayer until prayer becomes life for you in the day and the night. If you're not praying every time you wake up at nighttime, you're not on the circle of the wreath. You go to bed with the rosary in your hand. Sometimes it takes me a whole night to go through a whole rosary, waking up and praying and falling back asleep, waking up and falling back asleep. And it's beautiful to know you live that. And then our lady comes up here recently saying, for your day and night, you're supposed to be prayer. Constantly. Our lady says, pray unceasingly. Paul said the same thing. Pray without ceasing. That's our life. And when you do that, and you think, and you got prayer behind it, you'll understand things. But trials will come, and you will not be strong. Isn't this awesome? It's an acknowledgement that we're a sinful people. Trials will come, and you will not be strong, and sin will reign. But if you're mine, you will win. She gave us the final of prayer. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven. Did you hear what this word says? Forgive us our sins. That's truth. We are... Today, on lady's birthday, are trying to live one day with that sin to give her that gift. It's the most beautiful thing you can give to her. And it is very difficult. I have to be conscious. I'm saying Hail Mary's all day because venial, you could just look at somebody. You might say something or judge somebody or whatever. It's so easy to sin because it's part of our life, especially the culture that we live in today. We're led into sin without even realizing it. And can only discover it through the night when we reflect and think, wow, that that was wrong for me to think that way. Because you can do that in your thinking. So when our lady says trials will come and you will not be strong and sin will reign, she reconciles this by saying, but, B-U-T, but if you are mine, you will win. Because your refuge will be the heart of my son Jesus. Divine mercy. We're granted more mercy today than ever before because never has it been in the world's history that we are assaulted visually, physically, mentally, constantly with voices leading us astray in our thinking. So you must return to prayer all day and all night.
2: Uh, Just as you're speaking about this message, I just wanted you to comment a little bit more on what how did you take that when our lady said you will win
1: she didn't say you'll win she said if you are mine you will win what's the key word here will you will win not maybe win you will win in other words you wake up in the morning and you consecrate your day to the maker heart of our lady you consecrate your day to the sacred heart of jesus and that's what happened on January 1st, 2001. Now that when Satan's unchained, consecrate yourself to the sacred heart of my son and to my macular heart. That's the protection you have, the consecration. That means consecration, Mary, you own me. I'm all yours this day. And that's why she says, if you're mine, you're mine of Our Lady, if you consecrate yourself to her, not just for your lifetime, But every day you wake up and make a consecration to the sacred heart and to her maker heart. That's how you will win because we will have the refuge because we are steeped so much in error that we know not the truth on every level because lying voices are everywhere. So we experienced on Mary's Eve last night, a beautiful evening. It was cool. No mosquitoes, not one mosquito. No gnats, anything. It was like supernatural. And we just sat there with our lady. Recently, Maria, and our community was with her. Maria described after the apparition, there was a bunch of priests there from China and different places, and it was in our small chapel. And Maria said something very profound. She said, our lady just looked at us in the apparition and loved us. That was the words from our community there, by proxy for us. We're there at every apparition. And I questioned that. I said, to go back to Maria the next day to question what she meant that. What did it mean she just loved? Maria said she just looked at everybody and just loved us. Beautiful thing. So she just loved. Why? Because she's looking what's mine. Our lady's saying this August 2nd to think, contemplate, pray. You're mine. That's your salvation. That Satan can't have you even though you're a wretched creature. Our Lady gave that message recently, for those who think that they're holy, they're not. And those who think they're not holy, God sees you as holy. That's how it works. We are decrepit, fallen creatures in need of a Savior every day, every Eucharist, every prayer, enforcing that we belong to her. So last night in the field, it was beautiful. Is home sweet home for us. For us to have a place that we're not deserving to go pray on Our Lady's birthday, Eve, where she's done so many beautiful things in the bedroom of apparitions and in the field and up on the Mount of the Cross and even in the tabernacle when she appeared there, it wakes us up. Last night was romantic. The melody of the music, everything, it was just like kisses from Our Lady. I enjoyed it so much that we didn't want to go home. We were like home. Our home has the presence of Our lady. It burns in our heart. It's so strong. It doesn't matter if we're cold out there or burning up. It's a beautiful place to be. The bedroom of apparition is the same. Many people are converted to this. We know we're never going to be alone. We know our lady has made home sweet home here. This is part of her home of the visits of the last apparitions in the history of the world. She made an outlet here. She's allowed us to be living what the future is about before it comes about. And it can't become future until it becomes history. And so she's making something here. She does something. I felt it last night. And it refreshes our memory of her presence here. And there's no place like here. Even our people in Medjugorje right now are dying to come back here. They want to be here than even being in Medjugorje. Maybe it's because where they live. Maybe because we have so many experiences. Maybe because we have our worries washed away because we honor on our knees the apparition every single day. Everything stops, even more so than in Medjugorje. Everything centers around Our Lady. It's home sweet home for us.
0: I'm a tired troubadour, nothing less, nothing more, just a traveler singing my song. I'm a hopeless romantic, melodically frantic, a vagabond that don't belong. Full of wishing well wishes, forgotten farewell kisses, adrift drifter with dead devil dreams. My illusion's delusion has come to conclusion This world's not what it seems There's no place like home sweet home When I'm down on my luck Hungry, heart up and low You keep the fire burning strong You're my coat from the cold Inside those windows and walls You're the heart and the soul You wash my worries away Ever I hear you say you will never be alone Wherever you are You're never too far From home sweet home is the sound Little feet on the ground Running as you walk in through the door All the smiles and the laughter The love that you're after is there As you kneel to the floor When I'm gone for too long, you go leave the light on Always waiting on me patiently And time after time when I'm out of my mind You refresh my memory Cause there's no place like home sweet home When I'm down on my luck Hungry heart up and low, you keep the fire burning strong. You're my coat from the cold. Inside those windows and walls, you're the heart and the soul, you wash my worries away. Whenever I hear you say, You will never be alone wherever you are, you're never to far wherever you are.
1: There's nothing more beautiful than coming home if you have home. If you have a house, it's not the same. Home's got to be family, community, everything that surrounds you. Our Lady's building this. It's going to be the future because everything that is not glorifying God is passing and will fall apart. Don't think we'll be living the way we do now. Our Lady has a big future and it's underneath her mantle. I remember as a kid, we was digging with a shovel in the front yard, and my dad came by, and he asked us what we were doing. We said, we're just digging a hole, and we asked him if we kept digging all the way through the earth, where would he end up? He says, in China. He was a World War II veteran, so he was near there. He was in Japan, and so we were just amazed at that. You mean if we dig straight through here, we will it end up in Japan or China? He says, yeah, that's as far as you can get from here. I just came back from Japan. That's about as far away as you can get it from Alabama. But I can't tell you what it feels like coming home when you're so far away. There's beautiful things I saw in Japan that I'll speak about in the future and even write about. But for now, nothing meets where our lady has laid out what she's laid here for us that you can share in that. You can come visit. It can be in your heart. It's like the lady wrote to us years ago that she looks for a mailbox for the newsletter that comes in. And she says, it's enough for me to continue knowing that Caritas exists. Just the concept, just the idea of what the early churches were and the first early church out of Medjugorje of what she wants and how people to live. as something very beautiful. It is home sweet home. So Our Lady's looking for people. She's seeking the good ones. She will trial you. She will see what you're made out of, how strong you are, how steady you are, Will you be running like the stream, always flowing out water, giving yourself? Will you love in all situations? Will you write a book with your life? It's easy to be good once or twice, but can you be good all the time? That's what our lady says. If you are mine, you will win. And our lady wants you. She wants you as mine. She wants you to belong to her completely. One of your good ones She wants you to look at her to see that everything you do will be accomplished, that she shows you. Years ago, in Maria's Bible, was a note that Our Lady had told her that it's difficult for me not to pull you to heaven, that my love and your witness is so much, I want you in heaven with me now. And when I leave in apparitions, it's very difficult for me not to want to take you. That's what kind of witness she was. Our Lady was trying to pull her into heaven. Maria balanced her life with the beauty she had and the painful things and the joyful things that happened to her. Many of those things wasn't good. But Maria was a good one. Our Lady desires you to love her. She can tell you, love me like no one else because I want you as my good ones. She's seeking and Our Lady's looking for us. She's told us in everything, seek God's way of thinking. We're supposed to think like Him. That makes us a good one. And when we finish that race, i bet let you say, he was a good
2: one.
4: He's a phone call to his parents. He's a Bible by the bed. He's the T-shirt that I'm wearing. He's a song stuck in my head. He's solid and he's steady like the Allegheny runs. He knows just where he's going, and he's proud of where he's from. One of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. ¡Vamos! Good one
1: desires of you to be so good that she can't resist to pull you to heaven that is what she is here for how beautiful how painful and how joyful we wish you a lady we love you Good night.
3: This ends the Radio Wave broadcast with a friend of Mejigoria. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.